0: It's time once again for the Modern Heathen Man with your host Joe Marrero and his wife Kelly. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. I want to tell you to grab yourself a cup, grab yourself a horn, grab yourself some mead, grab yourself some cider, grab yourself some coffee or some tea. Sit back, relax, and join us as we discuss modern heathenry together. And I want to hail you for joining us and want to make yourself a better heathen. So sit back and relax, and we're gonna begin. Hey everyone, Joe here from The Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard and I was looking around and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, So, in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful healing place called Beast Curiosities. Now, they don't just offer beard oil. They have quite a few different products available through them. Um, You definitely want to go ahead and check them out at beastcuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite. I tried Tears Loyalty, and I tried, give me one second, Yords Wilderness. All of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell. And other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they try really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's going to do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products, till so they got the great one together, and they call it their Magical Beard Oil. I will tell you, it is magical. It smells great. Even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours, my beard still smelled great and felt great. So, with that said, I'm going to tell you to go ahead and check them out. Again, they're not only beard oil, but Beast Curiosity is the place you want to go. BeastCuriosities.com. You can also email him and check out his products at Beast at BeastCuriosities.com. they have a Twitter account at BSCuriosities, and you can also find them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeastCuriosities. You definitely want to go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. Thank you, guys, and have a great day.
1: Hi there. It's Michelle from Australia. I'd just like to say thank you for your dedication with making the podcast. Um, I find it really helpful as a relatively new event. Um, I've been practicing for about a year now um, and it's definitely a lot of homework. So you've really, really helped me to improve my understanding and create a different perspective on things. So I just wanted to say thank you. Hey
0: everyone, thank you for joining us for the latest installment of Modern Heathen Man. Every uh, week I look forward to coming to you guys with something new. Um, I'm struggling today to try and figure out something to do for this episode I think I've come up with a really good um, idea. Um, I've been in heathenry now for quite a long time. Um, I've been in Gothar for the last six years. Something like that. Man, let's say, yeah, let's say six years. Maybe five and a half, maybe six. A couple years ago, I did a Five things I wish I would have known about heathenry before I got in. Um, Today I'm going to revamp those and go over uh, the five things I wish I knew about heathenry before I got in and became a (laughs) goddard. So I'll do my five things, then Kelly can do her five things. Well, I
1: don't have five things right now, not on the top of my head. Well, you
0: could think while I'm talking if you want, you know. So I'm here today with me and my wife, Kelly. So, um, I hope you'll enjoy this, and we'll delve right in, so grab yourself a horn, grab yourself a cup, grab yourself some coffee, grab yourself some water, grab whatever you like, sit down, stand up, go to work, whatever you're doing, and enjoy the next episode of Modern Me the Man. So, before I begin this, I, I want to say I'm not trying to offend anyone, I'm not trying to die than anybody or get into under anybody's skin, or say you have to change anything or do anything differently. Um, these answers are my answers based on what has happened to me, and by no means am I singling anyone out. I'm doing a broad spectrum of what I've seen, okay? So the first thing I wish I knew about heathenry before I got into Became, became a Govart was the total number of people that use heathenry incorrectly. Um, what I mean by that is people that mix heathenry and asatru with things like um, druidism, or mix it with Wiccan or mix it with those types of things. Now, there is magic in heathenry with a K, M-A-J-I-K, magic, okay? There is rune stave magic, there is specific magic, there is witchy magic, there is herbalism. Um, It has its own version of all of those and I know we live in a world today that's a lot more, excuse me, connected, a lot more out there and information is at your fingertips literally just by the click of a few buttons. With that said, um, we've taken a lot of the practices of other faiths and paths and added them to our own. And there's nothing wrong with that if you call it what it is. Um, The thing I wish I would have known is how adamant people are about believing that to be true to Asatru, or true to Odinism, or true to heathenry per se, um, Norse paganism, so on and so forth. Um, One of those things are specifically the names of the holidays that we practice, and we've gotten a lot of those from Wiccan practices, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't, Don't get me wrong when I say it. It's just when I call it what it really is though, you have some people who will jump on their soapbox, no, it's called this, and I heard it called that by so-and-so, and and they know more than you, and they've been doing it longer. As I said to somebody that one day I'm not gonna get in a pissing contest of who did what for who longer. The bottom line is the information that I get, I look up, I research, and I don't just use one source. So, um, if you're one of those people, I'm sorry, you know, there's nothing wrong with you having that and doing that. What I'm saying though is, um, if you come to somebody who is full, just heathen and calls it something different and something you don't believe in, maybe just ask them how they got that information or where that information came from because you thought it was called something else. So that's the first thing it's not very big but that's the first thing and the way we overcome that is just by tolerance and understanding of other people and understand the world we live in and how it's you know built any comments for that
1: No.
0: okay so with that said when we want the second thing I wish I would have known um, before I became a heathen, and became a goatee. The potential for people to become upset with you when you tell them what they need to do. And I'll give you a case in point. So I have a guy that writes to me and says, um, I had this really wild dream about blank, okay? And my grandmother was in it, and I saw my aunt there, and you know, this happened, and that happened, and this other thing happened. And then I was in Valhalla, and I was doing this, and this happened, and that happened. What does it mean? My first question to them is always the same Did you meditate on it? Did you write it down? They'll say, No. And the first thing I'll say to them is, well, write it down, write write down everything you remember from it. And then meditate on that for a day. Then go and ask the gods what it meant. Ask your ancestors what it meant. And ask specifically the people that were in the dream what it meant while venerating them. And you know, right away they want to go off with, well, if you know, you should give me the answer. And I'm just looking for an answer for my dream. I don't want to take, you know, 16 days to figure out what it was about. The bottom line is the information that I get is for me. The information you get is for you. We're on different paths. We have different relatives. We have different ways of venerating the gods. What a god's going to tell me may be different than what a god is telling you that message came to you, for you, from them. It really has nothing to do with me in there. If you're looking for guidance from me as to how to determine what it means, I'll give you that. I can't specifically tell you what it meant because it's not my dream, I wasn't there. And people will become upset with that and not understand that the reason that I'm telling them to do the things that I'm telling them to do is because I want them to learn how to interpret their own dreams. I want them to understand the answer that comes to them for them. I want them to feel the joy in getting um, information from your ancestors or from the gods, specifically for you. I, I do that myself. I get my answers and I love it and it's great because that means that I'm doing what I need to do for the gods and they're showing me the favor in my frith with them because of that. This is all I'm trying to do as a govi and help you along in your walk. And a lot of people get upset about that. If you're one of those people, just understand that the whole reason behind me saying those things to you is because if you never learn to do those things, you are stumbling in your walk in heathenry and it's my fault. And I don't want to see you stumble in your walk in humanry. I want you to have a good relationship with the gods and a good relationship with your ancestors and a good relationship with the eye in yard and the Norns, and everything around you that is part of your life. So when I tell you those things, it's not because I'm trying to get out of giving you an answer. It's because I want you to not get out of getting the right answer.
1: Additions? I think it goes back to almost that Christian mentality where you're as a Gothi you're almost considered to be a pastor and right. where you have to people want the answers given to them by a leader, not going to find their own answers.
0: Right. I'll agree with you there. I think it has a lot to do with the Christian society we live in today, where they look at religious leaders as having all the answers for them because that's just the way it is. So, the third thing, I'm going to go on to the next one. If you're one of these people, again, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a jerk. It's not that I'm doing this. Um, it almost plays on the second thing. The third thing is. The abundance of off-the-wall questions I receive. I mean, just some of the things are just blatantly where you go, what? (laughs) You know, you can ask my wife, I probably get about 30 or 40 questions a day from people asking me questions about heathenry. Some of those questions are just like, did you not read, you know, whatever? Um, I will give you a case in point. There was a woman who asked me if I know Loki's real name. And I said, it's Loki. And she said, no, it's this or it's that. And I forgot what she said. Okay. And she tells me that this is his real name because he was... And she goes to tell me the whole Marvel comic idea of... Who Loki is. And I said to her, I said, No, you're you're mixing the real path that we're on, you know, Norse heathenry with Marvel. They're they're not one and the same. Those are two totally different things. They took license with Marvel and they've done this, that, the other thing. And this is not our god, Loki. Um, You're misinformed. Well, this lady proceeded to chew me out and give me what for, because I obviously don't know what I'm talking about, because why would Marvel Comics lie to her? So, just the -the off-the-wall questions that you get sometimes, and people not wanting to hear the real answers, is just phenomenal to me. I mean, I I can't explain it any deeper than what I just did. That's that's about as deep as I want to get without singling someone out. And I mean, this lady, I tried really hard to be nice to this lady, and she was being really, like, condescending to me and stuff. And, I, I mean, I just ended up walking away. So, that's the third thing, okay? The fourth thing that I wish I would have known about heathenry and becoming a gothi is... The capacity of people to want to say they want to be heathen and act like they want to be heathen until they find out what being heathen really is. And then they find every reason not to be heathen. And then it's your fault that they're not. Because you put too much pressure on them or you put too much um, whatever on them just because you were telling them what the steps they needed to take to become a Um I don't have a case in point for this and personally I'm finding that it's more of the younger people that have you know watched Vikings, The Last Kingdom, Thor Ragnarok and things like that. And think it'd be really cool to be heathen all of a sudden. You know, they go out and they buy a hammer and they put this hammer on and they're like, yeah, man, I'm a heathen and I'm cool. And, you know, I'm into a Asatru and Thor, man. And Thor, it's more than just Thor. It's more than just Vikings fighting in a field. I mean, for all that stuff, you have LARPing that you can do, to be honest with you. When you really delve into the life of the Norse and the pantheon that they follow and the style of religion they are and the path that they're on it becomes a lot more in-depth and I think they start out with good intentions to be honest with you I think they really do they they think this is exciting they think this is something cool they think it's something that they want to be part of because it looks cool it sounds cool it is cool it is cool it is you know something really new and exciting for them but once the reality sets in then it becomes work and unfortunately the work is not worth the outcome of being cool so they choose not to do it um, they choose not to be part of it and they choose to kind of just shy away from it and do it you know whatever um, so if you're one of those people all I can recommend for you is to say hey look you know it's, it's not that we don't want you it's really not it's not at all like that we want you to be a successful and we want you to have this every day in your life if it's not for you it's not for you sometimes you have to take a step back and look at something and say this is not for me this is not something I want I mean I'll give you a... I had a job one time that I that I went to and it was a picker or packer job. I don't know if you know what that is, where you pick stuff off the shelf, you pack it in a box, you box it up and you ship it off. Well I did it for an art company for a couple of years and I really enjoyed that job at the art company. Well, I went to this new place to do it and I thought, yeah, this should be pretty easy. It's the same as the art place, you know, whatever, it should be pretty simple. Well they expected really, really crazy numbers and their expectations were really off the wall. I worked there for four hours and I went to the guy and I said, look, man, this isn't for me. This is not a job I can do. I'm sorry. You know, I apologize. I thought it was, I've done it before. This is totally different than where I worked before. Um, these are the reasons that I find that I can't continue doing it. And he looked at me real serious and said, well, You know, I appreciate you being honest. Do you you want to finish the day or do you want to go home? And I said, I'd like to go home because I don't feel like I'm contributing anything to this job by being here. And he bought me lunch, sent me on my way, and he thought it was great that I was honest with him. Sometimes we have to just sit back and be that honest with ourselves and say, look, you know, heathenry was something I got into because I thought it looked cool. I thought it looked really neat. And it is, but it's just not for me. And do you have anything to add to that one, Kelly?
1: Um, I think that goes along with um, using the symbols of heathenry when you don't practice it, Right. or you think you're practicing it, but you're you're really not you're right. using the symbols to mark your body, using the symbols to you, know, or like the one guy that you talked to, I don't know, many years ago, who had a Thor's hammer. Yeah. tattoo and he was as Christian as they come
0: right
1: he got a Thor's hammer because he liked the Marvel movies but it wasn't the right Thor's hammer it wasn't, right. it, wasn't
0: it wasn't the Marvel Thor's hammer it was a male leaner, right like that we wear right you know so,
1: inappropriate use of symbols I think is right something that goes along with that or putting a Vagvasir on your body when and saying you're a heathen when you know nothing about the religion right nothing about the gods
0: or the Vegas here that it's not even really a heathen symbol right you know what I mean right. I mean I wear a Vegas here as a tattoo just because I like it not because it's a specific heathen symbol right so yeah with, with that said you know my last one goes right along with that I wish I would have known the amount of misuse of our heathen things um, it's it's just staggering i mean it's just mind-boggling like you know the, the case in point is the, the guy the other day at your work remember he's wearing this tattoo and it has runes on it and you know he sees the runes of my arm and he's like oh man you got runes too that's pretty cool man you know and I, I don't mean to emulate him like that it's not like that but you know he said oh man it's really cool they have runes too and we're talking and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, what, what does mine say? And I look at it and I read it and it's like, Fahoo, Bjork, um, Nyad, Yeruz and um, Hagel." And I said, it doesn't say anything. It's F-B-N-U-H, <laughs> you know? And he, he looked at me and said, no man, it says brotherhood. I was like, no, it, it doesn't say brotherhood. You know, and it doesn't translate to brotherhood when you have and You're like, oh no, the guy that tattooed him, you said it means brotherhood. You know, again, it might have meant brotherhood to that guy, but to somebody who reads runes, it didn't mean anything. I mean, it just was some runes that they kind of slapped together and said, yeah, this looks good. (laughs) So, you know, it's just the way it was. And I mean, I don't mean to upset those people and I don't mean to say like that but that's one side of the aspect the other one is um, one time we were traveling in Florida with a friend and she sees a bunch of guys with a bunch of Norse tattoos you know and she's like yeah those guys are heathens so she walks over and she's like skull and they just look at her and they don't know what to say to her and she's like oh you have all the tattoos you know da da. da. It was a biker group that has nothing to do with being heathen, that they just like the symbols and wanted to use them. And it's just not cool. So as a Goethe, we end up answering for those things because when people see them in us, they assume that those are those things too. And those are not. To me, my tattoos mean something. To me, my tattoos have symbolism. Um, my left arm, I have a thing that says, was for wisdom. And my right arm, I have Megan for strength, and it's in runes and it has designs around it, and not work because my right arm is my strength and my left arm is my wisdom. This is where it comes from.
1: You have a bind
0: rune on your leg, and I have you a have bind rune on my leg, on yeah, on my chest, right? Yormingunder
1: on your back and a boar uh, squirrel squirrel and a on my your leg.
0: leg, right? So I have all the things that I I should have. Well, I shouldn't say should have because, you know, whatever. But all these things mean something. And when somebody sees them in the outside world, they instantly associate them with whatever the last thing they associate them with. If it's that biker gang that are mean people, that's not me. So those are the five main things I wish I would have known... Before becoming a Godar. Again, if any of these are you, I'm not saying it to call you out. I'm not saying it to make fun of you. I'm just saying it as a piece of wisdom that these, although frustrating, are commonplace. It's not you alone that's doing it. Um, just understand where we come from as Godar when we tell you to do the things that we say or say the things we do that it's not necessarily aimed at you specifically, that we're honestly just trying to educate you and let you know that these are the symbols for this or those or this, and this is how you do this properly. We don't want to make you feel less or offended. All we want to do is guide you to the right way that you should be going with it. Um, With that said, I'll turn the time over to Kelly, if she has anything to say.
1: Um, No, we only have a few minutes left. Okay. One one thing I will say, if you are going to get Norse tattoos, Rune tattoos, be aware that people are going to assume that you are possibly a white supremacist. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think you've had that a couple of times.
0: Yeah, all the websites, you know, all the websites and the things that talk about, you know, white supremacy and stuff say you you should cautiously look at the people with these tattoos because they are religious tattoos as well. Right. And the people that you're dealing with are not those type of people all the time.
1: Right. You know? Uh, But we do get that quite a bit Um, wearing our runes, wearing our hammers, putting out there that we're Norse pagan you do get looks from other people. You do get, um, comments and judgment from other people thinking that you are what you're not.
0: And I use those I use those chances for opportunities to teach. Um, I just had one recently where a guy asked me if I was, and I said, absolutely not. I said, you know, there's three different facets of this um, path, you know, one's universalist. One is tribalist, and the last one is? Folkish. Folkish, right. So with that said, I you know, I explained all the different types to him, and I said, I'm a universalist. I believe that everyone has the right to worship the gods and pardon, venerate, to venerate the gods and do the things. I use the word worship to him because he'd understand that. But that we're open to everyone coming in, and we're open to everyone being part of it, but there are groups that are not and those groups are allowed to be because that's their belief system, but that's not my belief system. So, and you know, the person was really cool with it. We talked for quite a bit about it and they really enjoyed speaking with me. So they left with a higher note than they came in with, which is nice. So um, there's always those opportunities to teach people. Um, I never hide that I'm a heathen, um, no matter where I am. I'll sit in a church, when people come up to me and say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not Christian, I'm a heathen, actually. And they just, you know, they're dumbfounded by this, and I'll explain what I am, and they'll say, oh, okay, well, have a nice day. (laughs) You know, and I'll move on. So, uh, with all that said, I want to thank you for joining me for this installation of Modern Heathen Man. Uh, Today is Odin's day, so I'll say hail Odin today. Um, I want to hail from a new kindred coming up. We're doing a lot of work on that. Um, it's really starting to form nicely and the people are really starting to, uh, I don't want to say fall in place, but everything's falling in place like it should be. The gods are really, um, blessing us for what we're doing. So I'm really happy with it. Um, do you have anything to add? No.
1: No?
0: Okay. Um, try to stay cool this summer, guys. It's really been hot all over the country. Um, we just started getting some rain here in Mississippi, so that's a good thing. Um, With all that said, I want to thank you again for joining us, and I enjoyed speaking with you. You can find me on Facebook, on Monarchy of the Man. There's a group there. Um, I want to add too that I actually have a Patreon. If you're looking at going and um, wanting to help me out, you can either donate here at Anchor, or you can go to Patreon and donate to me. Um, I'd appreciate anything. Um, Right now, I work with a microphone and my computer in my front room. You guys don't see me but that's where I am or on the phone, on the phone when I'm out and about um, if you'd like to help that's, it's more than welcome if you want to help um, if you have a heathen business I would love advertising for you for free um, I like advertising for heathen businesses for free um, there's quite a few that I've done before and I don't mind doing that um, just let me know and I want to thank you for joining me and tell you to have a great day